This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You ready for the drop? I love this song. I know you do. (laughs) Okay. Get ready with the uh, smoke cannons and stuff. Here we go. (laughs) I'm at the club. Too close to the cannons. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Smokey. This song is like taking me back 15 years. It reminds me of... uh, do you guys remember that song by David Guetta, Summer Moon? No. It, it sounds so similar to that, and it just it's taking me back to, like, Metro, Thursday nights. Metro! Back in 2005. This sounds like every song at the club, except this part. Oh! But it's all the tribal... It's just very specific with all the tribal drums. It's so yeah. good! You know, I was thinking about uh, Bundes and his Corvette over the weekend at the drive-in, and I will have more on that. Uh, what happened uh, when his Friday night lady friend accidentally spilled a whole bag of popcorn in the car? <laughs> Coming up with the daily take too. I'm wondering, like, do the rules are they do they change depending on how long you've been dating somebody? Mm. Like, if you are taking someone to a drive-in and you just started dating Bundes and you're in the Corvette, are you like more lenient than because you can afford to be uh, you can't afford to be as uptight and anal about the situation? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so it's oh. a sliding scale yeah. of, of everything severity. with me is a sliding scale. <laughs> oh, but you know, like the person next to you so well, and you know their intentions were good doesn't that factor into it as opposed to a new person who's maybe just like yeah you don't know them you don't know what to expect yeah no 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 at the, when when i have a relationship with you you should know me by that point and you should know what pisses me off what makes me happy what i don't like and you should know by that point if i'm in a relationship with you how important that car is to me oh my god i mean i guess i guess that's (laughs) true for everybody right like they don't show their true self right out of the gate like i have a sailboat and uh if i was dating someone and they showed up and they were wearing like the wrong footwear or something (laughs) i may be less inclined to bring it up at first right because you want to embarrass them or i don't want to i just don't want them to like think i'm super anal which obviously i am but mm-hmm. you know you got to fool them at first <laughs> they, they have to eventually fall for you before they can see like all your not so redeeming qualities right but you know more and her husband get on wearing boots i'm like hey, they gotta come off you guys can't walk <laughs> around with blunt stones like that's <laughs> What's the problem with that, by the well, way? Well, they're just uh, dirty and uh, mark things up. Yeah, yeah so flip-flops yeah. preferred? Like big, dark, black soles. I mean, yeah, that are totally marking would be awful. Flip-flops are fine. 
Yeah. As long as it's not marking, it doesn't really matter. Or like a running shoe is okay. Yeah. Not yeah. a black running shoe. Not if it was like a chunky, kind of like <laughs> cheaply made uh, running shoe. <laughs> where, you know, every, mar- every time you saying? take a... You, this is tough. Yeah. Sounds like when you're a kid and you have to have your indoor gym shoes, you know, so that they don't scuff up the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same right, thing. Same right, thing. Right, well, it's yeah. like I don't want to have to scrub for 15 minutes on a spot just because you wanted to wear your boots instead of some running shoes or go bare feet. The other thing is, I I don't know. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't even think of wearing boots like that on a boat. But I guess that's just me, right? Yeah, I am just used to it. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Matt would totally wear his boots for sure, or like um, his Chuck, his Chucks, the All Stars that are really difficult to get off. <laughs> oh yeah, that you would that probably be all right though. Oh, well, Converse All Stars yeah. would be okay. Yeah, just big winter boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bunnis, do you have a footwear? Uh, any uh, policy? Any policy? policies on, on, on <laughs> shoes or anything like that? Uh, no, not not like specific shoes. Just that before you put your feet in the car, you give them a nice little tap. Oh, outside. Yes. oh get all the little sand and uh, dust yeah, yeah. and don't dirt off there. Don't tap the side too hard, though. What if no, you, you don't tap the side, of the, the side of the car. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh my God. So. Um, <laughs> That's a rule. Like, how quickly into a relationship does that rule kick in? Like, where you like it? Because that might make you seem a little bit uh, insane when you're like, oh, uh, I mean, by the way, when you get in this car, you got to tap your feet. I mean, to be like, to be fair, I mean, I haven't had to like lay these rules out on anybody in several years because I haven't dated anyone seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, usually you're talking like a girl might get in that car three or four times before I've moved on to the next. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it's... And you wouldn't bring it up the first time? No. Like, I mean, like when I'm just getting to know you and I'm trying to sleep with you, no, it's not something I bring up. Yeah. Once I get all that in, you know... <laughs> yeah, once you're in deep, then <laughs> it's like, okay, now yeah, it's time yeah. to learn the real fun this year. Foot tap. If it's a buddy or something... And they were, you were going to take, like, say me. I yeah. still haven't gone for a ride in your vet yet. If you're going to take me for a spin or something, would you, would you say before I got in, oh, by the way, if you don't mind just giving your foot a little tap before you get in? Probably not. Probably no? not. Not okay. like your first ride. Like, okay. if it was my, one of my buddies, like, that I know well. Yeah. Or, like, my brother or my dad or something, I'd be like, yeah, for sure I would. But, no, I, not like, no, I wouldn't say it to you, no. Okay. More, I, more I don't think no. you would do anything. I don't know. I feel like uh, you got to at least act like you're not so precious with it because then people are going to be on edge the whole time they're in the car. They're going to be like, oh my God, I hope I don't do something wrong. If you lay out like a whole list of rules before you even get in there, it's going to be super like, yeah, how am I going to enjoy the sure. ride? A hundred percent. I agree. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to kill the vibe. Yeah. You yeah gotta, and then people you gotta start asking questions up. like, is it all right if I have my hand on the armrest? Is that okay? <laughs> Can I put my elbow here? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, oh, that's fine. It's just like, um, I guess I've had, like, some guys in the past, some of my buddies on, like, road trips that'll, like, you know, d- pull out a cigarette and they'll, like, try to light it up. And I'm like, dude, don't dude. smoke in my car. Or, like, you know, some girls will put their feet up on the dash on a dash, like, during a date or something like that. Mm. That Ooh. fucking, that really pissed me off. Uh, that's happened a few feet times. Feet up, okay. Shoes and, off, though, for the feet No, up? like, shoes on, trying to be sexy, like, putting their feet up. I was like, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love putting my feet up on the dash. Uh, I am one of those people that I I have to have them up on the, on the dash. I have them up on the dash so much that Matt's done like some research on it. He's like, you really have to be careful because those people who get in car accidents and their feet are on the dash, they don't turn out well after yeah, a car yeah, accident. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a bad situation. Yeah, you're going through the window. 
Uh, right? He says in right. most cases you de- you end up with a severed spine. You know, oh, you're wow. you're going to be paralyzed. So because um, if you're driving on the highway and you're talking road trips, not like just whipping around the city, you mostly don't put your ro- feet up. Yeah, mostly yeah. like a, a something where shoes I'm, off, feet shoes up, off, feet you're up. just chilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, if you if you see, I bet Yamora puts her seat further back than Bundes <laughs> puts his seat when he's driving their Corvette. <laughs> I'm a bit like, of a low rider. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Mora will almost be like fully reclined, like lazy boy. Yeah, style. yeah. That's, that's how seat. I used to drive, and that's why my legs are got as fucked up as they did, is because the way my body absorbed the shock was like a, like an accordion. The legs took the brunt of it because I I didn't have the seatbelt to really, like I wasn't sitting up properly for the seatbelt to hold me back the way I should. So my body just like went like horizontally into the firewall of the car, crushed me like an accordion. Yeah. I just find I get car sick easily if I'm like way too perpendicular. That's so funny. It would be the opposite for me. Oh, yeah? Being reclined. Like, I want to see everything well. If I don't see everything, Mm -hmm. then it kind of makes me feel a little sick. Mm -hmm. But you're just like, yeah, feet up on the dash. Yeah, I like to kind of stretch it out. I'll sit cross-legged, too, in the front seat. That's good. Like, any position where I'm kind of getting a stretch at the same time, I like to do. Just to keep the blood flowing, guys. Got to keep the blood flowing. Well, they do say uh, that people who are like asleep or fully relaxed at a moment of a car accident often do better than people who are super, you know, like bracing themselves in a, in that situation. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you don't like wanna, it's almost better to be asleep. Yeah, you don't want to brace because then if everything's stiff, everything's going to be easier to snap and break. Mm. Yeah, oh. like what you you optimally want to do is actually let go of everything. Mm-hmm. Are there rules of engagement for having sex in your Corvette if you're hooking up with someone, or do all rules go out the window in that moment? Uh, with sex with a stranger, yeah, everything's on, everything's on the table. Yeah. Okay. okay, but like I don't, I don't. It's not like no, no. That position is ruled out. <laughs> it's uh, more likely to damage my car. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever had sex with a girlfriend, though, in the car. It's always with, like, new hookups. Yeah. Like, once I've reached that point, it's like, no. Yeah, once the rules come out, that's one of the rules. Yeah, is like, you just you wait, wait. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till yeah, we get yeah, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> sex in a car is never that great anyways. Especially, I'm sure, in a two-seater. Like, uh, it's got to be tight. The roof comes off, more. It's, oh, the roof comes yeah. off. It is pretty good. There's lots of room there to do what you want to do. <laughs> and usually, if you're having sex in a car, it's because there's so much, like, pent-up sexual energy yeah. that you just... It, Couldn't it make it up being good as a result of that <laughs> right. excitement the level. Bill- I mean, like, the yeah, obviously, it's not as the most comfortable place. Right. But the energy can more than make up for that. Yes, that is so true. So it's been a long time since. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time that I, I think I can remember. It would have been Deb and I. And I think it was, well, uh, probably when she still lived at home. In Montreal. And we started dating. And you were commuting back and forth. And then I was visiting. And then I was staying at, like... Probably I'd stay at my mom's house and she was at her house. Yeah. Yeah. It was like high school all over again for a couple of months. Right. Until she got her own place. Yeah. Thank God for cars with no rules. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to sound good in a car, right? I don't know. I would never listen to music like this in a car. This music is like for the club only. No. Pretty much for me. Really? You never get like that that kind of club vibe in the car where you just want to like jam? I'll, yeah. listen, I'll, I'll listen to remixes, but not ones that are just this remixed. 
I still want to hear the original song, not just like one little part of it over and over again. Sounds awesome, though. <laughs> it's the major laser remix of Camila Cabello's Don't Go Yet. It's just like they've taken one part and that's it. Don't go yet. I know the words already. I like to hear the original song and then I want to see them break it down in the middle and then bring it back to the cut of the original <laughs> and wrap it up. Hang on for the daily take two. It's coming up next. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com Bundus out in the vet over the weekend. Driving, did it happen? It did. And uh, remind everyone the rules of engagement when you're in the Corvette at a drive-in in terms of food. Popcorn is allowed, but you're only allowed to take one corn at a time, no handfuls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too much spillage. And uh, you can have a drink as long as it has like a twist tottle, uh, twist cap bottle top. No straws no and straws. plastic yeah. caps or, or, or lids or anything I like that. I have similar rules for my five-year-old, so this is <laughs> no surprise to me. You know, I've never been to uh, a drive-in. Do you have to start your car every so often so that the battery doesn't die if you're listening to the audio through your stereo? Uh, I mean, you should. I definitely do. You know, every, yeah? every half hour or so, let it run for a few minutes and just make sure that I'm and, going to be able to get home at the end of the night. Yeah. And do people get annoyed because it's a Corvette and it's like... <laughs> and people are like, shh, try to listen to the movie. You know, it, it, the sound is not bad. It's the people with uh, automatic lights who they like they can't turn the lights oh, off. Oh, yeah. And then you get that blaring into your into your oh, rearview mirror when you're trying to watch, yeah. watch the movie. Sure. Oh, and then if they're behind you, then you got them like reflecting off your rearview mirror. What's even worse? Face. What's even worse is a lot of people like to reverse into their spot and then they lie in the trunk of their car and watch the movie like that. Uh-huh. So when they turn their car on, if you're the if you're right side <laughs> for it, you're getting lights right in your face. Blasted. Yeah. And Just you'd rather lights. be sitting in your car than watching the movie on your couch. It's just an experience. It's yeah. fun to do every once in a while. You know? Yeah. Go out, a little double feature. Eat so popcorn. you wouldn't get like a, a takeout meal and eat it in the car while you watch the movie. Well, see, this is the thing, right? Th- this is why I have rules. And sometimes rules don't even matter. So we get popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, when I bought it, I guess the lady misheard me and she gave me two bags. Usually we just get one bag of popcorn and we share it. Mm. And I'm usually the one holding the bag. So you're in control so of how much control. is being grabbed. <laughs> so you can monitor the uh, the rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enforce them, if you will. Yeah, but she gave me two this time and I said, forget it. She already had charged me for the price. So instead of like causing a return and whatever, I just took the two bags and I gave, you know, the Friday Night Lady friend her own bag. Okay. Wow. Wow. What a treat. <laughs> Thank Must be you nice very to much. Be dating Bundes. <laughs> She gets her own bag. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think happened to that bag that I gave her? Uh, she dropped it all over the floor. Yes, she bag. did. Oh, yes, oh, she did. Oh. <laughs> 
She can't be trusted with her own bag of popcorn. It really, it's like having a five-year-old. She dropped the whole bag on the floor yeah. of the bed. Oh. Yeah, she she went down to reach for her phone out of her purse, and in doing so, knocked the bag over oh. that was sitting on her lap. Of course she did. How, how scared was she when that in that moment? I didn't lose it on her. I was cool about it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was cool about it. Oh, you dropped your popcorn. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it, honey. <laughs> Beads of sweat coming down your face like you could just see it oh, killing yeah, I'm you. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Just get out of the car. You ruined the whole night. <laughs> Peter said there was too much pressure. That is a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure that she wouldn't drop <laughs> yeah, it. Of course she dropped it. Yeah, you're going to clam up in that situation, right? <laughs> when you're under the gun like that. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's great. Oh. I'm so happy she dropped yeah, it. <laughs> me too. Me too. I really enjoy it. Because it turns out on the show, we enjoy when other people have bad things happen to them. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> My car gets scratched. Maura loves it. I love it. <laughs> Ponda says, Corvette gets covered in popcorn at the drive in. Maura loves it. <laughs> They are home safe. The first ever civilian space crew has landed. They splashed down in the Atlantic off Florida's coast on Saturday. We're breaking. 200. It's kind of funny listening to them talk back and forth. It almost sounds like somebody needs to replace the batteries and the smoke detector. Okay. 400. Copy 400. 200, we're bracing. Good coffee, 200. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big deal because this civilian space crew went higher than the International Space Station and the furthest any human has flown from Earth since the Apollo moon program ended in 1972. These people are not astronauts. They're just regular, everyday people. They had no part in flying the spacecraft. It was operated by uh, the SpaceX team on the ground and onboard guidance systems. And the billionaire that bought all four seats radioed in from the capsule after splashdown. But could you hear what he had to say well, over the team? Let's just take a quick trip back to when they took off. And he had his moment to have that, uh, you know, this is one small step for man kind of speech. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't hear a word he was saying because the SpaceX uh, team were just so loud. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why NASA never had like a big studio audience when they were doing those lunar landings. I mean, you remember this. Yeah, of course. I mean, just imagine if it sounded like this. Concert, yeah, right, yeah, totally. Okay, so I've got the audio Uh just after they splash down. Okay, do you think we're going to be able to hear them this time? Do you think they had a team meeting and they're like, guys, we the guy paid like a ton of dough to be on this spaceship, (laughs) give him a chance to talk? I think they're going to let him say something this time. Inspiration four on behalf of SpaceX, welcome home to planet Earth. Your mission has shown the world that space is for all of us and that everyday people can make extraordinary impacts in the world around them. Thank you for sharing your leadership, hope, generosity, and prosperity. And congratulations on your incredible journey. Here he comes. Okay. Thanks so much, SpaceX. It was a heck of a ride for us. 
Coffee just getting started. <laughs> okay, so no. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one's clubbing, but no one's microphone doesn't work. It cuts out. Come on now. Oh, you're just getting started. I think you just finished, actually. Um, Hope, generosity, and prosperity. And congratulations on your You literally can't hear what he's saying. Thanks so much, SpaceX. It was a heck of a ride for us. Coffee just getting started. Coffee just getting started. We are just getting started. Note to self, though, if you have like a prepared statement to read, you got to do it on the landing, not the takeoff. Yeah. Right? If he had just switched that up, it seems like if his mic was working, he would have been able to say something. They tried to give him the floor. Yeah. In that moment. Anyway, it is cool. I love that they make it seem it's like, oh, space is accessible to everyday people. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> no, not. it's not. You literally have to be like a tech genius billionaire. Billionaire. Yeah. Or like his friend, right? That gets to go with him. Yeah. That's the only way. We need to figure out sex in space. This is according to a new study out of Canada, guys. They say it's vital for the human race to survive. And that it's concerning that eroticism in space has not been further explored. They say, you know, we're throwing around the idea of sending humans to live in space for long periods of time. NASA officials say they've actually insisted that their astronauts have never had sex during missions because, you know, they're just too busy. It can be a hostile environment. But these experts are saying, you know, you, you gotta explore that if the human race is ever gonna become like the next level. Uh, Neil Armstrong, your small step was nothing compared to the step I just took. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Of course, if it happened on SpaceX, you wouldn't hear anything. You'd just hear the whole team crowd <laughs> laughing, cheering. You'd hear the clapping. <laughs> it's so true. That would be that would be an interesting space flight because all that would be documented before they took off, so everyone would know what was going on, right? I guess I so. Mean, or at they, least all what that's you mapped need mapped out and planned out. At least what you need to do is say, like, "Hey, guys, the technology is there. If you want to adventure into having sex in space and." That's great. If the moment takes you, then please, by all means, experiment. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on me right now. <laughs> um, not quite working to 100% right now. If you could uh, give me a bit more time, I would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, they say, these experts say to move forward, space organizations must stop avoiding sexual topics and fully recognize the importance of sex in space. They want the Canadian Space Agency to become a world leader in space sexology. I don't know how you do that, though. I, honestly, <laughs> like, if you broke down the logistics of it, I mean, you're, you would essentially be setting people up to have intercourse in space. Mm-hmm. People would be paid to have sex. Mm-hmm. Just to see if they could. To see if they could. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you do that? Because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to pick the people. And now, <laughs> oh, by the way, you're being paid to have sex, which is against the law, I believe, <laughs> in our countries. I think they just need to create the right scenario so that if it happens, if it happens, it's it happens, all good. But nobody's required to do anything. Yes. 
Of course. This, when you're on a mission in space and you're part of the crew, the last thing you're going to be thinking is is sex. You're going to be thinking about surviving and making sure everything on that on on your mission is going right. So that's that 100% accurate. They say that's the problem. But what if you're up there for like a year, Bondis? Well, sometimes they're up there for almost a year yeah. or more and so I, you know. That's exactly right. In the space they station. They say it's only mentally hel- helpful for you, you know, to be uh, having sex and I mean, You're a if, human being, after all. If you with if if you stay away from like any sort of sexual touch for a year, for how would I mean? Could you even do that? I mean, your body would you'd you'd be having the craziest wet dreams on the space station. <laughs> exactly. It is Tucker and Mora, and if you didn't watch the Emmys last night or you just watched a piece of it, yeah. don't worry about it. We got you covered here. We'll do the whole thing in less than like three minutes. Okay. Seth Rogen, uh, he came out as a presenter, and he didn't appear to be overly thrilled with the COVID measures that were in place. Good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. (laughs) What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. (laughs) They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. This is insane. I went from wiping my groceries to having Paul Bettany sneeze in my face. So, that's a big week. Anyone's going to sneeze in my face, Paul. I want it to be you. Yeah, I, I think he was just joking a little bit. But, ah, uh, it's hard to watch yeah. that stuff. The director of The Queen's Gambit won an Emmy Award, but he would not shut up. He literally, <laughs> they tried to play him off three different times. Scott Frank. So Scott Frank. Here he comes. It's, it's, it just reminds me of every bad wedding speech I've ever witnessed. <laughs> I need this. That's the paper. Right. Um... You know, you just hear it being unfolded and you're just like, oh. Get to it. If you need it, get to it. It's written down. Are you telling me the bar's going to be closed for this whole thing? <laughs> I'm going to have to sit here and just take it in? Thank you very much. Um, I accept this on behalf of my friends at Netflix, Bill Horberg and... I sped it up a little bit. Here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Thank you for always challenging me to be a better person. Okay. <laughs> Has been nothing short of heroic. Really? No. Um, I'm also grateful to the incredible array of actors, none of whom really needed much help from me, and all of whom... Seriously... Time to say goodbye. He literally literally is like, seriously, (laughs) stop the music. Seriously, stop the music. All of whom were somehow made what I So that's the first time. That's the first time. on set, Gifted Isla Johnston, how I think it's also important to note this is first professional film. First time on the this is your first time on the set, and I have to say, you fooled me. He's Thomas Harry, Jacob, Bettis, John, Patrick Martin, Sophie John, our entire cast, I believe everyone, you and Justin, I knew I was doing this <laughs> Evidence to the contrary. I'm almost done. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Anya. He's not almost done. My dearest Anya, 
And yet somehow the aptly named you would show up full of joy. Or in this case, an actor whose eyes never stop looking at you. So, thank you very much. I'm forever grateful for this award. Thank you. It was over three minutes, his speech clocked out at. Jason Sudeikis, uh, he won for Ted Lasso, which is a show you should probably watch. It won a bunch of awards. Mm -hmm. And uh, he spent about half the amount of time on stage. He's a trained comedian who's done stand-up, who's done like improv, was on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. He knows when to get off the stage. He had a funny moment when he kind of burned Lorne Michaels for being up out of his seat. He wanted to thank him, but he wasn't actually there when he went to thank him. Uh... I want to thank folks uh, at SNL. I want to thank Lauren, who went to go take a dump now. Perfect. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. <laughs> oh, he's going to get home. He's going to watch it. He loves watching the Emmys at home. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Which home is the big question? Um, yeah, he got up to take a dump. <laughs> That's what he had to say there. So, uh, yeah, the, the, other, the show that won the most awards was The Crown. Yeah. yeah and Ted it. Lasso did really well, Ted too. Lasso, Queen's Gambit. Those are like the big three. Mm. If you haven't dug into either of those, despite that guy not shutting up, it was a great series. Taylor Swift just released a new version of an old song as she continues to re-record her library. Uh, you want to see if you can tell the difference between the new and the yes. old? Yes. You know the song Wildest Dreams? Of course. Okay, this was the original right here. Sure. Yeah, do you think you're going to be able to tell the difference between the new one and the old one? Um... This yes, one? Yes, I will. You think? I will. Okay. <laughs> this is the new version. Oh, yeah. You guys can tell a difference between that? Because I can't. A little crisper, Bundus, would you wow. say? Crisper, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's EQ'd slightly different. Yes. The kick drum is a little bit thumpier it's a little more poignant also there's like a lower synthesizer that's kind of um ominously hovering below the surface just uh okay well here (laughs) i'm gonna play you a little bit i i was thinking more about her vocal quality but you guys are all like into the well the uh (laughs) bpm of the bass is a little more subdued (laughs) okay here's like a where the song kind of breaks down a little bit so you can really hear her voice Standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. So this is the new version. I feel like it sounds a little deeper than this, the original part. Standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. Red lips and rosy cheeks, say you'll see me again. I mean, it's a completely different kind of almost feel. You rapped. Ah, man. You guys hear stuff you I don't You kind of like hear. told us which one was which before you gave us a chance to guess. Oh. You're like, guess which one, but this is the old okay. one. Well, here, here we go. <laughs> uh, you get, I'll, I'll pick a different part of the song. Okay. You tell me if this is the old one or the new one, mm. smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bring it. I said no one has to know what we do. His hands it's the new one. New one, yeah. Are we right? Well, you, 
you haven't even heard the other version. How can you even say? We just decided this is the new one. Yeah, you've, you've decided that? Okay, here is another version of the song. You tell me if this is the old or the new. I said no one has to know one. I would agree, Bundes. Okay, what about here? Oh, God. Old? Are we right or not? You're right on that one, okay? Let's see, let's see, though. Let's see. That is the new one. Well, you want to try one more time? See if you can get this one. All right, here. okay, give it to okay. us. Here we go, here we go. I think, I think that's old based on her voice. I feel like that's old, too. I'm agreeing with you, Professor. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you guys are right. You're so smart. <laughs> we did it. We did yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, so some subtle differences on the new version, but there you go. Almost sounds the same. I didn't know she had to re-record those tracks. I thought it was just her first album. No, no, she's doing her whole library. Oh, she's my doing it all. God. Any, anything that is owned or was owned by, uh, like, Big Machine Records, Caporchetta, that, you know... The other guy, uh, Scooter Braun bought, and then they sold, but that's they still insane. have a stake in it. She's redoing everything. Oh. Yeah. So that's from the 1989 album. And I think she's releasing the Taylor version. I think it's part of a soundtrack for either a TV show or a movie, and that's why she's like tackled that one. Nice. Has the pandemic made Canadians want to go out for dinner and drinks more or less, do you think? Um, they just did a study. More? Took, took a temperature. What do you think? You hey, think- it's interesting because Bundes is a guy who loves going out. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. Used to. He used to. And then, you know, we went out as a group and it seemed like Bundes had a really good time being out and about. But then at the same time, he hasn't really called together the team and been out again in a long time. It was almost like he went out and then uh, was dipped it. his toe in the water and was like, that's ah, a little too cold. I'm not going in yet. Didn't you want another taste in the nightlife, Bundus? You know what? I, I, I really do love it. Um, but it's, it's a commitment to live like that. And um, all my friends... Like, they're all married. Right, right. right. Times have changed, man. Being being out of the game, like having the pandemic take us out of the game, everyone's kind of gotten to like a new routine of life. Oh my God, it It ruined you guys. It doesn't involve partying. And while if they were still willing to go out and do it, I probably would too. But even myself, like I've gotten to the routine of doing nothing. And now it's like... Why waste money to do nothing by myself? Okay, so my answer is no. People aren't. I, I thought people were going to be ready to rip, and I think they are in some capacities. But overall, I'm going to say the sentiment is people are getting used to staying home. Like if if Bundes is sidelined, what does that tell you right there? Uh, you guys are so wrong. Oh yeah. Everybody wants to go out and party. Yes, love, don't hurt me. Bundes is yeah. lame. Bundes has reached his lame I've reached my lame he's, he's been locked down. That's the problem. This guy does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> if you, you know what? You know what heartbeat down. he has his thumb on? What? No heartbeat. His own. That's right. I'm Her telling pulse? you, man. Is that, what's the expression? His finger is on the pulse, pulse? of it's of nothing. Of nothing. Of a corpse. Of a yeah. Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
This yeah. is crazy. We haven't seen numbers like this in ages and ages. 89% of Canadians are craving going out, going out to dinner, going to the bar. So long as safety protocols are in place, people are loving the restaurant experience. They missed it so much. That sense of sense of intimacy being escorted to the table, the lights low, the vibes, the banter at the table with friends, the footsies under the table. We love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is love? Oh, yeah. don't hurt me. We love it. Almost 90% of Canadians are craving going out more as we get into the fall. So It's a dressing up. It's the only thing you can dress up for now, and people don't dress up for work. You're so right. Dressing up. The clickety-clack of the heels. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.